This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Hollywood actors and writers have been on strike for a while now. They're organized with two unions, Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild of America. Now, when I think of Hollywood actors, I normally think of folks in California or New York. But there are hundreds of folks right here in Chicago on strike, making the same demands as the majority of other folks in the union. And you've probably seen a few of them in your favorite shows. So how are they doing? What are they fighting for? And I mean, how do you get by when you haven't worked for months? Esther Yoonji Kang is a reporter on WBEZ's Race, Class, and Communities Desk. And she checked in with some of those actors and writers to see how things have been going on the picket lines and at rallies this summer. I feel like this last year for me personally has been filled with like a lot of like depression and anxiety and I'm trying every day to get myself together. That's Vasily Darius. He's a Chicago actor you've maybe seen in a few shows. We'll hear more from him and another actor on strike in a bit. But first, let's get a little context from Esther about this strike that's been grinding Hollywood to a halt. The Hollywood strike consists of two different unions, the Screen Actors Guild. I'll call them SAG here. Uh, They've been on strike since July. And the Writers Guild, the WGA, they crossed the 100-day mark uh, recently for striking. It's it's the first time since actors and writers have done a, a joint strike since 1960. So it's been a while. Wow. So... Yeah, I definitely want to get into what was happening back then in 1960 um, a little bit later. But um, for now, what are the demands that they're um, asking for right now? Well, they're primarily asking for better pay and more residuals from streaming platforms. So that's money that you make when someone watches your show on repeat, right? And a lot has changed in the TV and film industry in the last decade or so. You know, you, you're, you're familiar with all the streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, Max from HBO. And writers and actors are saying that they should actually get more of a cut from those places. Um, and they're also saying that they want protections against artificial intelligence, the hot topic, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> spooky, spooky AI for, for both actors and writers. They're, they're saying that they don't want their work or their likeness to be replaced by AI down the line. What? actually got them fed up and walking out? Like, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Well, they're striking against the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. We'll call them the AMPTP for short. And that's okay. a that's a trade association that's got, like, hundreds of uh, TV and, and film production companies. And talks broke down with the WGA back in May, mainly over residuals. Um, and for SAG, they 
kind of seeing how things were going with the WGA, they, were, they had sort of authorized a strike before the talks broke down in July. Okay. You know, there's a lot of like strong feelings and animosity here. Um, a famous quote going around from one studio executive that said, uh, the end game is to drag all this out until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. So oh, that's, that, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. So that's a quote that I think has been passed around by a lot of actors and writers. Um, yeah, that would definitely get me <laughs> get me riled up to be exactly. like, okay, actually, no. Yeah. Um, so how many actors and writers in Chicago are on the strike with SAG and WGA? Yeah, so, you know, we know that most of the TV and film writers are based either on the West Coast or the East Coast. But yeah. Chicago's actually got about... I think more than 100 Writers Guild members, um, many of whom actually moved here during the pandemic because Hmm. of cost of living elsewhere. Uh, One writer that I met back in May uh, during a protest told me that he didn't know just how many writers there were in Chicago until the strike started and people Hmm. started coming out of the woodwork. Um, And for SAG, the actors, uh, there are about 5,000 of them in the region. Wow, that's a lot. Um, so you spoke to some of those actors and writers. They gave you a sense of what their lives are like when they are working. Um, can you tell me about Vasily Darris? Vasily Darris. He is just a lovely, lovely actor who also has a great voice and he can really sing. Yes. Um, yeah, he's he's the son of Greek immigrants. He worked in his family's uh, uh, restaurant business until he was 30. And he his fiance was like, hey, maybe you should pursue your dreams of acting. And so... Um, that's when he decided to go into it full time. He's since appeared in shows like Shameless, Chicago Fire, uh, Shining Girls, and most notably, The Bear on FX. Hey, no, 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 no. That's where you're wrong, huh? Hey, what shut you know? up! This isn't his space. You're not your space. Yeah, because you know what? You're the one getting there. Yeah, because you're cruise boat cigarettes. Okay, so he's been on some pretty big shows. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if someone sees his resume, they might think, oh, he's doing really well. But, you know, he still struggles daily whether or not he should return to his family business. How are things um, unique for, for actors and writers, specifically in the Chicago market? Well, I think... What they're saying is it's kind of a double-edged sword. So a lot of folks do like being here because um, the cost of living is lower. Uh, Vasily was telling me that, you know, every time he goes to a friend in New York, he just can't believe that they live in such a tiny little uh, matchbox. (laughs) But um, at the same time, you know, Chicago also has fewer opportunities uh, we've got sort of the Dick Wolf uh, procedural show franchises like Chicago mm. Fire, PD, and Med. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with those here and things like The Bear, the opportunities are kind of limited, right? So you do have to get bit parts here and there if you're lucky enough to get, you know, get the audition and if you're lucky enough to, to you know, get casted. But I think a lot of people kind of make do with other gigs and, and with a theater scene. Yeah. Um, I know you also spoke to um, Nambi E. Kelly. Can you talk about what she told you about being a writer? Yeah, Nambi is actually a triple threat. She's a playwright, she's a she's an actress, and she's a TV writer. Um, oh. But yeah, she's amazing. Uh, but two of those professions, acting and TV writing, are, are on hold because of the strike. So that's two streams of income. Um, she's very accomplished as a playwright, so that's keeping her busy. 
but she's actually worried about health insurance because she gets health insurance through the WGA. And if she doesn't qualify for it because she doesn't have enough work in TV writing, then she will lose that health insurance. So she's she's pretty scared about that. Um, Nambi actually told me that she took out a uh, an aspiring artist to breakfast recently. And here's some of what she shared from that conversation. She was asking me about the strike and I was like, well, you know, there's a real possibility that what I do as a writer, a producer, actor, like it could be obsolete. <laughs> like it could just disappear. And 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 I have to be real about that. Yeah. So it, it sounds like what she's talking about is AI mm-hmm. there. Um both Nambi and Vasily expressed concern about AI. You said that it's come up in the un- in the contract negotiations as well. Um, can you tell me about Nambi's experience looking for work online? Yeah, that was really um, something. She tries to keep positive, but there are days when she gets scared. And so, and, you know, recently she had one of those days and she looked online on LinkedIn uh, to see what jobs might be available for, for a writer like her. And something that came up was, AI jobs like it was where uh, they're hiring writers to feed content into AI uh, to create stories and so she just was like she she also said they pay really well too so she was like man that's that's where that's where we are as an industry it was sounded really creepy to me yeah I feel like it can really put you on the fence too like do I want to take this job and by doing it do I perpetuate this thing I'm trying to negotiate against exactly yeah that's real rough um can you talk about some of the other ways folks you're hearing folks saying that they're they're supporting themselves now that they're striking and not writing and and acting for Hollywood yeah Nambi thankfully has her playwriting and so she's got a, a a play coming up at the court theater in Hyde Park next year so she's also working on um, on, on that and some other Broadway stuff Vasily is working numerous jobs he does patient doctor simulations um, so he kind of acts right he's using his okay. craft there uh, yeah. for a med school um, helping students learn bedside manner he also works at a restaurant slash music venue and sings at weddings so if anybody needs a wedding singer he and his fiance man they are they're good i heard them sing give vasili a call oh my god they yeah i mean i heard vasili he has a beautiful voice give us a little bar Uh oh uh oh very superstitious writings on the wall rid me of the problems do all that you can oh i love it i love it so speaking of him and his fiance, uh, you had talked to them about the residuals mm-hmm. that his fiance used to get back when she did commercials as a child um, that were actually lucrative. Do you have a sense of how things have changed for folks working in Hollywood over time? Yeah, a lot. A lot has changed over time. Um, it's just a different world now. You know, there's a ton of options for watching content and, and fewer people are watching broadcast television. I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched broadcast television. I watch it with my mama like when I go home, like for the holidays, <laughs> we like turn on the TV and like watch a broadcast. But yeah, other than that, me neither. Exactly. And so that's been really um, tough. And Vasily was sharing how his fiance, who is also an actress, um, she had acted in commercials as a kid and other stuff. And she saved up 
enough residuals to buy her first car. And, you know, maybe not necessarily like pay your rent every month, but residuals used to keep you afloat in, when you needed it. But nowadays, it's very different. And, you know, Vasily actually pulled up his phone um, where he showed me like an app or a portal. I don't know what it is, uh, but it tracks the residuals that come in from his past shows. And uh, here he is walking me through that. I got a penny for a, for a deal and I got three pennies. For another deal, here we go. A shameless one came through for six sixty-two, six dollars and sixty-two cents. Yeah, I saw. I saw those point like zero point zero three, zero point zero one. I saw those numbers on his oh phone. Oh my god! Um, it really hits when you like say the words "penny." Yeah. You know, it's just like these are like coins uh, and not not in the good way. And um, you mentioned this before, but writers and actors have gone on strike decades ago. Um, there was one in the 60s. What happened back then? Well, the writers' strike in the 1960s, um, that one lasted uh, nearly 150 days. So we just crossed the 100-day uh, mark. Um, but that strike ultimately did improve pay and, and pensions and provided health care for, for writers. And the last time that the actors had a strike was in 1980. Um, for, for some context, you know, that's when former actor Ronald Reagan was running for president. So <laughs> that was a while ago. Um, huh. that's, that strike went from July to October and also ended um, with better pay, pensions and health care. So I think this is kind of a transformative or, or very important moment for actors and writers. They're saying this is the time where we have to fight um, and, and hang in there for what we need, because if we don't seize this moment, it could, you know, it could be just really bad for their industry. Yeah, it's a very unifying issue for sure. So as far as negotiations for this strike, how are things going so far? It's hard to say, uh, but there have been some minor developments. The WGA talked for a few days in a row last week with uh, with the producers, the AMPTP. Um, but you know, I think the reports are saying that they're still kind of far apart on the on the key issues. They're meeting again this week. Um, the SAG strike, the actor strike, continues, but there are some waivers for truly independent productions so that um, those projects that kind of have nothing to do with the AMPTP can still continue. And so there's a few productions here and there um, still filming, but the SAG uh, strike still continues and and the WGA, I don't know how long uh, that will go. Yeah. Since you've been looking into this, um, you know, for me, I know it would make me think about my own craft as, as a person who also works in media, um, I wonder what has stuck with you from the conversations you've been having with Nambi and Vasily or just reporting on this in general. I think it was just their dedication to to art. Um, You know, Nambi said that she doesn't think that people know what it takes to make a living as a creative person. Uh, Aaron, I know that you are way more creative than I am. So, like, (laughs) I'm sure you can relate more with those folks, these artists, than I can. But, um, you know, she's Nambi said that she in the past she's had temp jobs. She's done catering. She was Beyonce on a float on go-go boots and an afro. She just, you know, she's had to do all kinds of things. Vasily hustles daily for, for his craft. And so... The the love that they have for the art um, and their craft is 
to me, very inspiring. And it's not how I look at work. Mine feels a little more mechanical to me. I'm not a artsy fartsy person. So (laughs) I can't really relate. But I find it really inspiring just how much they love their art and and are so dedicated uh, to their craft. Esther Yunji Kang is a reporter on WBEZ's Race, Class, and Communities Desk. Esther, thank you so much. Thanks, Aaron. On Tuesday night, the AMPTP shared their latest contract proposal publicly in an attempt to bypass union leadership and appeal directly to the Writers Guild members. Esther says this back and forth makes it seem like the two sides are still far apart in their negotiating. You can find more of Esther's reporting on this at WBEZ.org. And she's also the co-host of the podcast Shoes Off. You can find that wherever you found The Rundown, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And we love to hear from you. Email us with your thoughts, questions, and what you want to hear on the show. You can email therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.